the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the final Tim DeMoss Show of 2019. And as such, we thought today we would look back in time a bit and give you little snippets. Little pieces, edges, nibbles, whatever, of conversations we've had this year. And in the process, hopefully paint a swell picture of what this program is about in case you're new to the show or even if you aren't, to remember, it's fun to go back and look through these things. So we will do that momentarily. Also want to invite you to call in and share one of a couple of things. One is what you're thankful for. Just looking back over the year, this past Sunday in church, one of our elders stood up to lead the congregation prayer for a moment or two. And uh, he paused, though, before praying. He just kind of said, let's take a moment or two and, and just be thankful. So quietly pray you know, at your seat and thank God for whatever it is you're thankful for. And I thought that was very wise. Of course, at this time of year, very often there is a lot of reflection going on, both in the past and moving forward. And so to that end, feel free to call in today if you like. In between the clips that we play for you, whether it's something you're thankful for from this past year uh, or something that you're looking forward to next year, perhaps a goal or two you may have. In fact, on our website, you hear us talk about the Rewards Club on WFIL every now and again. It's kind of our listener club. It's free to join. A lot of benefits for that. You can get free tickets to advanced movie screenings and things. But there are also surveys you can take and uh, quizzes and all that. And one of the surveys right now we have up there is just sharing a goal or two you have for next year. We were actually very careful with the wording for that. As we spoke with uh, Ann and I, Ann's our marketing director here, and she does a lot of our web stuff. And uh, we were talking about it. It's like, what's the way to put this? Because we don't want this to be a resolution, you know, because within a week or even the same day, your resolution's already, you know, blown up. Let's talk about bigger picture, maybe even kind of how God would have us view things. You know, you're going to make some mistakes along the way, but it's a goal or two you might have. So let's say it's in the area of just getting in shape. So you go work out tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., or whatever the club opens, and then you're, you know, a couple of days, you're eating hoagies by lunch, and uh, all of a sudden you're like, ah, whatever. Or perhaps within a few days or a couple of weeks. So, again, the, uh, the idea here would be what's a goal you might have for next year? Or a couple of goals. So either way is fine. Something you're thankful for and perhaps a goal you have and or both, whatever you want to do. If you want to call in on that this hour, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. You can also text us at 610-500-DOVE. I like the spoken voice better because I can hear what you say, but we can read what you text if that's better for you at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Throw your name in there, at least, if you do, and where you're from, so we can uh, mention you on the air. And if you want to email, you can do that, too. Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. 
Uh, let's give you one little clip before our first break. We'll probably mix in a song or two as well before the program is done. Uh, earlier this year, we had uh, John Smoltz. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher with the Atlanta Braves and also uh, a broadcaster. He's done a lot of World Series games, and we had him on the program for a couple of moments back in uh, in February on the 5th. So you can get the podcast of this show at WFL.com if you like, and here we are chatting with John. It's easy to handle success, and for the most part, it's a lot harder to handle disappointment or failure or getting cut. And, you know, for me, um, there were plenty of opportunities to where I had an opportunity to learn from not being where I wanted to be or succeeding. Uh, and I and I put myself in situations to give myself the best chance of success was to avoid anybody that wasn't for me or anybody that was going to take away from my goal. And that included the peer pressure of when I grew up to the distractions that existed in the time frame of which I grew up. Now, there seems to be a lot more of that, and there seems to be a lot more opportunities to get sidetracked, and a lot more information that tells you why you can't statistically do something. And I think through a lot of failures of different tournaments and things that didn't go right actually served well for me. It served as a motivator to become better. Uh, I talk all the time, wherever I am, whenever I give talks, doesn't matter what and who I'm talking to, failure is a big part of my life. And Knowing how to deal with failure, knowing how to be to learn from it, and it's not a it's not a roadblock. It's not the end. It's, it's just the beginning of something even greater. And I think those who embrace failure become great. I don't, I've never met too many people in the, in life that had a a, a spoon fed life that they never had to work for anything and were handed a boat full of either opportunity, power, or money. And I think the one thing that everybody I've ever talked to that climbed the ladder, whether it was corporately or um, athletically, they all had encountered some sort of failure that decided to go one way or another, run from it or run towards it. And I've always chosen to run towards it. And to me, I, uh, I love uh, my journey and my parents gave me the, the uh, basically outlined what my, my obligations were. And if I did my obligations, it was God first, family second, school third, and sports fourth. And I, I realized that some people and some households have that upside down. And, and when you do, then all you have to live through or for is whatever your number one priority is. And again, I, I was given the blessings to go do something apart from what I learned. I was a musician from the age of four to seven. That's what my mom and dad were. They were music teachers. They, t- they taught the accordion. That's what I started out playing. And I, I learned a lot of discipline from it, but it's not what I really was passionate about. And so my passion got burst, if you will, at seven, eight years old, and it, it never stopped till I was 41 and walked away from the game. That's John Smoltz again, Hall of Fame uh, pitcher, played primarily for the Atlanta Braves, also a bit for the uh, for the uh, Red Sox. I'm thinking and the Cardinals, I believe, for a little bit of time. And I uh, played in Philadelphia many times, you know, pitched in Philly and a great man of God had a chance to get to know him covering the Phillies for about 20 years, part time and get to see him. And uh, he was kind enough to spend time with us uh, almost a full show back on February 5th of this year. So if you'd like to get the podcast of that and hear much more about what John had to say, which already just in a couple of minutes there is ranging from baseball to his parents, to his faith, to his accordion. Uh, there's a lot more packed into that interview. So check it out February 5th from 2019, one of many podcasts available. And again, this hour will play more clips like that for you to give you an idea of what this program is about, share the heart of it with some scripture. And again, welcome your calls. If you want to share a goal you have for next year, or perhaps something you're thankful for from 2019. 800-560-WFIL for that, 800-560-9345.
or text us at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, or email timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 412 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Happy New Year's Eve. I forgot to do the forecast in sports at the top of the hour. What was I thinking? I was so excited about the show. It won't take long to do. Some clouds, maybe a little rain tonight, a little spritz. Spritzer. 32 for the low this evening. Kind of cloudy tomorrow. May get a bit of sunshine, though, poking through at times. And a high of 44. For New Year's Day. Then Thursday, sunny and chilly early. Go figure. And as it gets cloudier, it warms up. I never really understood that. 51 the high. The high for Thursday. The uh, Sixers are playing right now. Last time I checked, it was like 38-29. They were getting beat a bit. I'll check that for you. Wait, the score is now 67-43. to So they're getting beat even worse at halftime. Yikes. Well, there's always the second half. Maybe they'll rally. Flyers are at the LA Kings tonight at 9 and the Eagles are home Sunday afternoon, 425 against Seattle in that wild card playoff game. So as we wind down the year, lots to do in our final program of the year. I mentioned yesterday that this program is based on a couple of main scriptures, John 3.16 and also in James chapter 2, there are some verses. The John 3.16 part has to do with, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So we want this program to be something that is certainly a Christian framework and understood, you know, to clearly to be a Christian, you know, doctrinally or whatever uh, platform, if you will. But we want it to be, an, you know, done in a way that hopefully people who don't believe in Jesus or not yet, that they're willing to listen and maybe engage some. Uh, radio is being a pri- very private medium, of course. You can listen in the comfort of your car, your home, and don't even have to walk into a church. It allows you to consider things. And so we hope that instead of feeling like it's a club on the side that you don't you know, you have to know special language to get in or that you feel like you could call in and we could have a conversation or listen in at least. Uh, so that's John 3.16 and James 2 talks about favoritism and how you shouldn't be you know, playing favorites and paying attention to just people who have money or something to offer you, but you should be willing to love people regardless of where they are in life. And so to that end, the program often has guests who are very well known, but guests who aren't well known at all, for example, or people who are internationally, you know, have some kind of accomplishment and others who are just kind of, you know, don't have anything like that at all because you're all, you know, everyone's made in God's image. So you have value, eternal value. And we want to reflect that on the program as well. Uh, you also, in a conjunction with all of that, we want to have callers too. We want to encourage you to be part of the program. This is not designed to be just an interview-based show, although that's kind of how it's morphed in, and been over the last year and a half since we started. To be honest, when I started the program, I hope it's much more from where I come from, more of a music background was playing songs and taking calls and an occasional interview with an artist or an athlete or something. This is different. Of course, it's talk radio, so we do music occasionally, but it's primarily conversation. And uh, over time, it's been neat to start to build that relationship with the audience and uh, give the number out and have people calling in periodically. So you're welcome to do that today as part of what we're doing as we review the year. But you're welcome to call in, share something you're thankful for from this year or a goal or two you might have for next year. Not a resolution, but a goal, hopefully for the course of 2020. 800-560-WFIL for that. 800-560-9345. Let's fire off a few clips for you to give you an idea of where this program has been in uh, in 2019. Um, 
we had a gentleman named Nick Walenda on in June, June 19th. And he was, uh, if that, that name sounds familiar, Walenda from the family of uh, acrobats. And they've done all kinds of high wire crazy stuff over the Grand Canyon and everything. They were doing a deal. Nick and his sister were doing a crossover uh, in Times Square, I think from Times Square 1 to Times Square 2. This is a June 19th po- uh, conversation. You can get the full podcast of this at WFIL.com. And here's what Nick Walenda had to say. You know, I, I try to practice not allowing fear to overtake my mind, and, and I always give that analogy when I'm speaking to, to businesses around the world of, uh, you know, uh, that, that negativity is kind of like a weed growing in your garden. If you're allowed to take over, don't pull it out right away. It'll take over your garden, and that's the same with, with negativity in our mind. So I'm, I'm constantly practicing that in every walk of life. Uh, so I try to make that my life of not allowing that negativity uh, to, to, to come into my mind. You know, I'm very bold in my faith. If you watch any of my walks, I'm, I'm very bold about who I am, and, and that's where I find my ground and my center. In fact, we will have, uh, we'll have worship music playing in our ears as we walk, uh, both me and my sister, um, as we're walking that wire. The public won't hear that necessarily, but we certainly will, um, because that's kind of where we find our ground and our center. But it, it is certainly a talent and gift that God has given me to bring glory to His name. Uh, I'm, I'm very careful when I speak uh, to let people know that I don't, necessarily believe that God is holding me on that wire, not that he couldn't. He certainly has those powers, but he's given us a mind of wisdom, and we have to train and prepare for every event on our own. Uh, so, so my prayer more is that people are touched and inspired. I think everyone is walking a wire through life. We're all trying to get to the other side, and this is the perfect analogy and hopefully the perfect inspiration where someone like my sister, who shouldn't be alive, not only recovered, but she's on a wire uh, doing something that people would say is impossible before an accident, let alone after. That's Nick Walenda. Again, June 19th of this year was when we had him on the program. He referenced his sister who had actually a couple of years back been in a very uh, bad fall and almost died. And yet she was out there uh, doing this. And it's, it's a very interesting uh, conversation with Nick, including the whole idea. Some people will say, well, you're up on a, you're 25 stories up on a high wire between you know, Times Square one and two. Aren't you kind of what are you doing in terms of that with God? And aren't you, you know, pushing God uh, in the direction that, you know, what, like, what's that all about? And he, he talked about in the podcast about the training. He he trains hours a day for months leading up to these walks, which don't have a net, right? So the, the downside obviously is, is basically almost for sure fatal, but he's not going out there in a, in a way that's uh, glib or just a, a practice for a week before or something like that. They, Spent hours a day, four months, and he talks about that and many other cool things in our conversation. So if you want to check that out, that podcast out, it's Nick Walenda, uh, June 19th of this year. We also had an, uh, an author named Gil Mertz on. Yeah, we often have authors on our program, and he has a book out called Forgive Your Way to Freedom. And this one, I believe, was back in February. Here's Gil Mertz. I just celebrated my 15th anniversary um, with Family Research Council. But prior to that, I was working at a... Uh, a rescue mission, one of the largest rescue missions in the, in the country, as a matter of fact, in downtown Los Angeles, the Union Rescue Mission. But uh, for almost 20 years prior to that, Tim, I was involved in uh, global evangelism. And I, there's a lot of things I'm very passionate about, but that's probably my first love, just seeing the lost here, the gospel of Jesus around the world. So um, anyway, but prior to that, yes, I, I was a, a pastor at a very young age. Yeah, so many many hats have been worn and and continue to be worn, I'm sure, in different different ways. I'm guessing uh, that those experiences have partly shaped the book "Forgive Your Way to Freedom." 
Uh, talk about the book a little bit, if you would, to start off. I mean, it's a, it's a broad topic. And in terms of your book, though, you broke it into kind of four pieces, right? The- Absolutely. I, I dabbled with the title for a while. Yeah. Um, I thought of going with How to Lose Weight and Get Rich Through Forgiveness, because <laughs> that seems to be what most people are interested in. But uh, what I learned in that process, Tim, is that really forgiveness is a process to a goal. And what is that goal? That goal is freedom to be set free from the pain of the past, to be set free so I can have peace in the present, and also to be set free so that I can uh, reclaim my purpose for the future. That's author Gil Merch. The book is called Forgive Your Way to Freedom on the uh, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, on the app and uh, online too, WFIL.com. We have a quick break to take, and then we have a special guest who's going to join us right on the other side and uh we also give again invite you to call in 800-560-WFIL 800-560-9345 today if you'd like to share uh something you're thankful for from 2019 and or perhaps a quick goal or two you might have for next year and i'm not saying resolution my headphones all tied around my ankle how did that happen uh yeah anyway i'll get that fixed a goal or two for next year one for me is to not get tangled up in my headphone cord. Uh, besides that, I have some other big goals. I'll share maybe one or two during the program. Back in a second with more on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Last day of the year, we're hanging out, playing some clips from interviews prior uh, to now, all in 2019. And before we go any further, I want to bring in the one and only working, uh, hardest working, at least formerly, uh, producer in Philadelphia radio between 402 and 458.50. That'd be the dulcet tones of Joe Harnett. Hello, yeah, Joe. You got, you got me napping, uh, Tim. You were napping? You got me napping, yes. Is that what you're doing now that you're not, you know, officially? Work? I'm the hardest napping producer <laughs> in radio between yeah. 402. Wait a now, minute. What I do is I tune in, I listen to your show, yeah, and then and then I uh, cook dinner or you know just go out and have fun. That's good. That's yeah. good. I like the hardest napping uh, former producer in Philadelphia radio. That's it. <laughs> Although I was going to take it kind of personally that it was between 402 and 458. <laughs> But the Bible right. says it's it's to a man's glory to overlook an offense, so I'll overlook that. Uh, <laughs> How's Bella? I, you know, whenever I talk to my neighbors, I'm always overlooking offense. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's the way we do it that's here good. in the that's Harnett good. County. I need the rim shot handy next time. I, I, I should have had the rim shot handy before the phone call. It tells you how unprepared Wait. I am. So oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's what Danny's doing a stand up job. So Danny is doing it. Well, she's that. sitting down, but I know what you mean. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, you trained her well, Joe. Before you headed out the door, she's doing well, pretty. You know, she. You know, I, I. You know, usually people don't come in knowing Adobe. I know that's getting technical, but she really knows. She knows how to edit, and she has a good ear. So you, you can't ask for you know anything more that's than true. that. That's true. She's done a fine yeah. job. And uh, yeah, we're glad yeah. to have her. You gl- it's been good for you to be here so far, Danny. Yeah, I've loved it. Every second. Okay. I do miss Joey. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll so, be. He's, he'll be around. Fine. She's she's worked out well, and you're doing fine. Everyone's everyone's uh, everyone's uh, healthy and happy and ready for a new year. That's right. Yeah. Do you have a? Well, I, I want before I forget, I wanted to actually have you on to say I'm thankful for you. If I look back over this year, Danny actually pulled all all these clips. I didn't do a single clip. She pulled them all out. But I'm reminded that the vast majority of these interviews we're playing, you're the one who set them up in the first place. You were very, I probably am, yeah. You're yeah. Very, very good at that, like contacting everybody, the PR people, set up a time, make it work out. So thank oh, you. That, yeah, well, that was that was always fun. You know, people want to promote whatever they want to, you know, they want to promote. And remember, we're the we're on the air here in Philadelphia. WFIL is historic in its call letters. People want to go on the air. It's true. It's true. Well, you know, but, but but I appreciate you. So I want to thank you and publicly thank, thank you. you. Yeah, for your work. But more than your work, who you are as a person. I think it's important to remember you work with people, but they're more than just workers or, you know, all that sort of thing. They're coworkers. They're, they're people. So it's all, it was fun getting to know you while you're here with, uh, you know, we get the, well, you would usually get the coffee, but we would spring for each other. And just, yeah. you know, times we would talk and uh, have conversations every now and again and then keep the ball rolling forward. So, so thank you for your well, friendship I, and that. I do appreciate you and, uh, and, uh, and so many of my great friends over there, Doug. Yeah, uh, uh, Danny, who was a new a new friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, and all the folks downstairs. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. So they're all good people. You know, you spend fourteen years somewhere, and you end up with a lot of really good friends. Yeah. Well, we know you won't be a stranger. There's pizza nearby. Uh, you know, every now and again, a little lunch will be in order. <laughs> <laughs> so Ilianos. Yeah, next time we have to hit Ilianos. Okay. Have you gone to Ilianos? Uh, I have a time or two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Your treat, right? right. I mean, my treat. <laughs> well, you know, I'm on a fixed income now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm unemployed. Yeah. I am unemplo- unemployed. Happily unemployed, working hard on your <laughs> novels, right? Novels, screenplays, changing the world. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not changing anything. All I'm doing is uh, <laughs> trying to write. Okay. Well, if you have any, like, writer's block, mental challenges, feel free to send me uh-huh. quick text. I'll give you a couple of good starter sentences. I love that. All right. Like, yeah. like it was a dark and stormy night. Yeah, you know, that's a contest. Did you ever look that up? I did not. I just... that's, a, that's a contest every year. And the con the, I have I have it's it's the worst sentence to start off a novel. <laughs> and so people people enter this something Hewitt not Hewitt, um I can't think it's a it's a hyphenated name okay. in the contest. Well whoever wrote it. And and the, and the sentences are will make you cry in laughter. People try and reproduce a whole one sentence that's maybe you know eighty words long. Well, and I remember that from Snoopy, right, sitting on top of his doghouse in Charlie Brown, and that, that, that's where I remember it was a dark and stormy night from. So, oh no, no, it's, it's the start of a novel. It's okay. a, a very well known novel. That must be why it was a play on words. I guess Charles Schultz must yeah. have done. Yes. And how's Bella? Are you going out for a run with Bella this weekend coming up? Yeah, we we did one today. Uh, She wasn't uh, able to get out for three weeks because she was sick. She had a tick-borne bite, Hmm. and uh, we had to put her on a lot of meds to kick it. How old's Bella now? She's 10, so she and I are both the same age. That's right. I remember you saying that. That's great. Yeah. So, and they thought they, everyone here blamed me, Thomas and Elizabeth both blamed me. They said, you, you walk her too much now. You're home, you know, twice a day, you're doing a mile or two each time. 
and in the woods. And she's run down. <laughs> That's funny. So you're you're killing the poor dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I I thought I believed them, but then we found no, there's something wrong with her. Yeah. And uh, I I found a tick. I got the tick off her, but it had bit it had bit her, had bitten her. Hmm. Well, um, yeah. She's on the mend though. She is. She's doing well. We were out today. That's good. Yeah, we were out today, so uh, that's good. What are you going to do for tonight? Uh, family time, and uh, I have a couple of friends and family we'll hang out with. And uh, My wife likes to pray the New Year in, honestly. I used to DJ, uh, and you get paid pretty well on New Year's Eve. About 10 years yeah. ago, I stopped that because uh, she, in her, you know, my wife's Brazilian. And her culture, where she comes from, and how, well, how she grew up, it really was more about praying the New Year in. Like We like have people over, have a lot of fun, about five, ten minutes shy of midnight, Pause, pray, and then as soon as you hear the fireworks going off outside, you know you wrap up your prayer and get back to your your games and ha- happy time with everybody. So we'll probably do that if I can make it to midnight. I'm getting older; I can't always, you know. I get to midnight now still, but one of these years, I think I'll be like curling up at ten o'clock and say, "All right, good enough." <laughs> How about uh, yeah, you? Yeah, I've actually been there. <laughs> I've actually I've been doing that. Yeah, but tonight may be a little different. My uh, neighbor's boy is is uh, is uh, is cooking, and uh, we went out. We got a fillet. And uh, so he went online, nice. and he got some really good recipes, and we're going to be doing that. I'll be making the mashed potatoes. I am well-known for my mashed potatoes. Well, they're your mom's mashed potatoes, aren't they? Mama Harnett's recipe? Yes, yeah. yes. Kitties. They're Kitty Harnett's uh, yeah. mashed potatoes. I remember that. That's probably... Butter and half and half. That's all you have to know. Butter and half and half. I was going to say the secret <laughs> recipe was probably lodged somewhere in a previous podcast yeah. of this program. We could have played yes. like Needle yes. in the Eye of a hay- or in the Haystack. People have to find it, but now you have graciously shared the recipe. And red potatoes too. Do do red potatoes? Okay. No, red potatoes are really yeah. They come out really really nice. I'm getting hungry, dude. Yeah, a fillet this this thick. It's like this. Thick <laughs> I can fillet. see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the hardest working producer, at least formerly, and now the hardest napping and or cooking and or dog walking uh, producer in Philadelphia radio. Not just between 402 and 45850, but all day long, Joe Harnett, I'm thankful for you, and thanks for pausing to call in. Hey, thank you, Tim. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, my privilege, too. <laughs> <All Yeah. right. laughs> Greetings to your family. We'll catch up with you soon. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, blessings to you. All right, my friend. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Be well. You Bye-bye. too. Hey, Danny, by the way, Joe got me and my wife, he got us a bag of jelly chocolates for Christmas. This That's so sweet. Small, it's my favorite. It's like hard chocolate on the outside and sweet, kind of hard jelly on the inside. Will it make you feel bad that he also got me? No, <laughs> no, I know. Joe's a generous guy. I'm glad he got you something. Yeah, he got me something very similar. Dark, I think they're dark chocolate yeah. raspberries or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. And actually, to I, I'm proud of myself. I actually didn't eat any until I showed my wife the bag and- we each had one, so we could say we appreciate it officially. Now we have it set aside so we can enjoy them together rather than she had one and I have nine. Which is how it, <laughs> That's moderation. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, if you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com on the app as well, which you can download free from our website. Joe Harnett, who was our guest there for a moment or two, uh, been the longtime producer of the program since day one. He retired about six, eight weeks ago, and uh, Danny has jumped in and done a very nice job, and we move forward one day at a time. The mission of the program remains the same. We hope we're an encouragement to those who are believers and those who aren't. We hope you'll consider the Lord, and along the way, we hope we can help you in other ways. We don't want to be just a program that you hopefully like. 
uh, that comes and goes. But we really hope that this program helps you in your everyday life. So whether it's pointing you to the Lord, whether it's just giving you some good info, a little quick update with the weather or sports or maybe a contest or things like that, uh, or perhaps an interesting interview um, and making you aware of things, we hope that that's what this program is uh, all about. Let me play one quick clip for you of another interview we had earlier in the year. This one is uh, my daughter Theodora actually came in, and this is from February, February 11th. Jody Benson, the uh, the original you know Ariel and Little Mermaid joined us for a moment or two. And this is the clip from that interview back on February 11th of this year. Um, how did you feel about, um, I mean, how did your kids feel about you playing the part, Ariel? <laughs> That's a great question, Theodora. Actually, I did not let our kids know that what I did until they were about two and a half years old. Really? And I had <laughs> McKinley as our boy. He's now 20. He sat in a chair and I stood next to the TV and I played the VHS and I sang along with it. And his first response was like, don't sing, Mommy. You don't <laughs> sing, Mommy. Ariel sing. Not you. And I'm like, okay. And then he never wanted me to sing because when I would sing, it meant I would go to work. Now, he came to work with me. But so singing for him was not a happy thing because that meant Mommy was working and I didn't have her all to myself. Mm. Now, my daughter, our daughter, uh, she was about two and I did the same thing. And then she was all about it. You know, she was happy. My mommy's Ariel. My mommy's a princess. You know, and people be like, yeah, that's great, honey. Good, yeah. good. You know, because they didn't believe her. <laughs> yeah. Joe, did you have it in you to sing one line, part of yes. your world? What would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you? Smiling at me, where would we walk, where would we run, if we could stay all day in the sun, just you and me, and I could be part of your world. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow behind the microphone. That's Jody Benson, uh, the uh, original Ariel from Little Mermaid, back on our show February 11th of 2019. You can get the full podcast of that and all the programs we've had the past year and a half or so at WFIL.com. Lots of good info. These are just little snippets to give you, I hope you know, whet the appetite. Find out more about them at WFIL.com. Just click the podcast tab from the drop-down menu. You can click the Tim DeMoss Show and help yourself. They're all free. Enjoy them. They're commercial-free. It's easy to run right through them and, and listen to them. Many of them have uh, two or three or four in one in, in one show, and some have one full show, like the mayor of Philadelphia, uh, Dr. W. Wilson Good Sr. We'll play a clip from his in-studio interview with us in just a little bit. Also, if you want to call in, share something you're thankful for from 2019, or a goal or two you have for next year, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. As we take a look back at 2019 and look forward to next year. It's the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 441, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Forecast calling for some clouds tonight. Maybe a little rain. Probably not, but maybe a little. Here or there. 32 the low. 
Kind of cloudy tomorrow, sunshine at times, high 44 for New Year's Day. Thursday would start sunny and chilly, then get cloudy and warm up to a high of 51. That's not my check. Sixers are getting a little bit of a beat down. 67-43 at halftime. Maybe they'll rally in the second half. Flyers at the LA Kings tonight at 9. And the Eagles, of course, home Sunday afternoon, 425 against Seattle. In a wild card playoff game. The Tim DeMoss Show, we've been privileged to have our first full year completing today. We started the uh, fall of 2018. A couple hundred shows, whatever that is now. All the podcasts available for you at WFAL.com. Today, and a bit yesterday, we spent some time, and we're spending time today, just giving you a cross-section of what the program's about from a guest perspective. Of course, your calls are part of the program. Contesting's part of the program. I like to give stuff away. I mentioned before the break, uh, one of the guests that we had earlier this year, it was August 22nd, in fact, Dr. W. Wilson Good Sr. He was in studio with us, the uh, mayor of Philadelphia, and this is just a little bit of a clip from our conversation with him. I grew up in the South, yeah. in the segregated South, and we were sharecroppers, hmm. uh, which is one step removed from slavery. Uh, and we worked a farm uh, for the first 16 years of my life. And the landowner took 80%, and we took 20% to live off. And so as a young man, I moved a lot. But the the only constant thing in wherever we moved to was that we belonged to the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Seaboard, North Carolina. And every second Sunday of the month, I only had service once a month because as pastor they had, had three other churches at other Sundays. Wow. And so we went to church on the second Sunday. I remember being baptized in the Jordan River, not in Israel, but in Seaboard, North Carolina, yeah. uh, river called Jordan, and uh, not a pool, but in a river. And, uh, and I cannot remember not having a close relationship to God since I was 12 years old. Hmm. Uh, I can't believe not having faith that God will work things out, no matter how bad things got on the farm, since I was 12 years old. It is, it is that experience that brought me where I am today and that belief that God will work it out no matter what it is. And in 1954, on New Year's Eve, uh, 1953, the family left uh, North Carolina and arrived in Philadelphia. Wow. And uh, the first day... January, January 1st, 1954. We moved into a home on Upland Street in southwest Philadelphia. Okay. And into a home with two other families. Uh, And we had six people in our family at that time. And I um, started going to John Bartram High School. I was uh, 15 then, about to turn... Uh, 16 that year, and joined the First Baptist Church of Pasco, which was down the street from me. And that happened the first Sunday we went to church. My mother did not ask us anything before going to church. At church, we sit beside her. She grabs us all by the hand and said, we're joining church. Hmm. Uh, And 
I think that that decision that my mother made for me was a critical decision in my life. It was from that church uh, that the important things, the First Baptist Church of Pasco, that the important things happened in my life. That when my high school counselor was saying, don't even think about college, you got a father in prison, and you came from the farm here, my church family uh, said, we're going to send you to college, and sent me off to college. It was that mentoring over these years that has made me the man that I am and caused me to go from perhaps a life in prison like my father had and uh, to one of being a very successful in many, many areas of life. Dr. W. Wilson Good Sr. back on August 22nd of this year was in studio with us. And again, a lot of good wisdom there. He was in with us the entire hour. So feel free to help yourself to the podcast of that program. We covered a lot of ground. We're taking time today, the last day of 2019, to give you some snippets of what the program has been about in 2019. One of the aspects, as I'm listening to that clip there, is the fact that we wanted, you know, I don't really mention this very often, but a huge reason why this program even started was because we wanted to have the opportunity for our station to build locally into the greater Philadelphia area. We have a lot of wonderful ministries on this uh, station. Many are national programs. You'll, you know, coming up, uh, Truth for Life with Alice DeBeg at 5 o'clock. He's based in uh, Ohio, I believe. And you have Charles Stanley within Touch based in Atlanta, Georgia. And a lot of great pastors and programs, and, that, and we're glad to have them. We have a lot of wonderful local ministries too. But this talk show, Time Slot, specifically is designed to have opportunities for things like having the former mayor of Philadelphia in studio with us, or similarly to have folks call in and engage. And so that's one of the reasons we're here. And that was, as I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, bingo, that's, that's proving the point. Uh, some of the guests that we played clips from earlier this hour uh, also have their national platforms like John Smoltz, former hall of fame pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, current broadcaster, uh, or we had uh, uh, Jody Benson, who was Ariel and little mermaid. Obviously not local people, but uh, so you get the idea. Anyhow, one of the uh, other facets of the program is the fact that we had an interview with a gentleman like Mike, named Mike Lowe. You might or love, I should say. You know Mike Love because he was with the Beach Boys and still technically uh, you know, can carry that name. He had a Christmas album out, and uh, we talked with him about that last year at this time. And that led to another conversation. He had an, uh, a summer album come out. And we had Mike on the program in July of this year. Specifically, my mother and her mom, my grandmother Wilson, um, they loved music so much. My grandmother Wilson would have loved to have been a a concert pianist. But she, unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, she had nine children, eight lived to maturity. My mom sang in a trio on radio. I grew up in a house with a grand piano and organ and a harp. And when, when the cousins got together, my cousins, particularly Brian and Carl, uh, the, I'd get Aunt Audrey or my mom or my sister would sing. We'd sing harmony together. So the element of harmony in the Beach Boys music was a, a born of love, the love of getting together and singing and harmonizing. It had nothing to do with money or career or anything. It was just the love of harmonizing. Wow. And, and so that love of the music and harmonizing is that 
essential ingredient. I think that transcends boundaries or borders. So I, I think that's the secret sauce, if you will. And it, the surfing was our first song, bum, bum, dip, 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 bum. and it came out in the fall of 1961. And there was a, a, a there were like four or five songs played on this radio station. There was a contest. The one that got the most phone ins would be the record of the next week. And they'd play it regularly, you know, every three hours or so. Okay, so all the cousins, aunts and uncles phoned in, and it was we obliterated the opposition, let me tell you. So surfing became a big hit in, in L.A. and also Minneapolis and also Las Vegas, but it was an independent label who declared bankruptcy so they wouldn't have to pay us. But that liberated us to go to capital EMI, which Surf and Safari came and Surf in USA, and I get around and fun, 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 and help me run and California Girls inform the Beach Boys, you know. That's Mike Love of the Beach Boys. That's from uh, July 29th of this year. And again, just as a setup for this, um, I could have mentioned this on the other side of the clip, but I first came across the fact that, you know, Mike Love, he had a uh, Christmas record called Reason for the Season about a year ago. I said, my reason for the season, that's kind of a Christian phrase. I wonder, you know, where that came from, maybe, whatever. So I, I got the album, I bought it, I listened through it. And I was surprised, actually, not that the music of the Beach Boys doesn't have some depth. It's usually kind of happy, just, you know, bubblegummy stuff, if you will. But I thought, well, maybe there's more to it. So I listened through and there were actually there was more depth to this album. Um, Talk with Mike, had him on last year about this time, about the Christmas album, Reason for the Season. And it turns out, from what I can tell, he's not a believer, but, but you know, part of the walk is engaging along the way, right? And maybe he's planting some seeds. So we had a good talk then. And then... When he had his summer album come out back in July, uh, we had another five or ten minute conversation. And the question he just talked about there had to do with why the Beach Boys are so harmonious. Like harmony matters, staying in tune matters. But why was the Beach Boys music so focused on the harmony aspect of music? And that was birthed out of the question I actually asked him had to do with the fact that my mom, who passed four years ago, always harmonized when she sung. And one day, my wife and I were uh, near the kitchen, and our daughter, Theodora, at the time, was only about three or four, was harmonizing to a song she heard uh, playing on her CD player. And my wife and I looked at each other like, where did she learn that? We never taught her about harmony. And uh, I, 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 I said that as a lead-in to Mike at the end of our interview, just to simply say, hey, um, you know, it's kind of a kiss from God that he allows... And still, my daughter, Theodora, will pick up on, and, and she, you know, we never taught her, but she, she hears a song and she just starts singing harmony to it. That's, that's where she lands. That's where her voice goes. So it was just part of our conversation that, you know, in the conversation with Mike, allowed me to kind of give God some credit, you know, for, for making this happen. Just part of what we were doing. And that, that, again, you know, as you build relationships with people and hopefully share the gospel, sometimes it's just a small seed that you plant. And uh, at the end of the interview, he actually said, you should come out with, the, to, with your daughter to the next show. And I, he was supposed to be in the area in August, and it, I think the concert fell through and they were in Nevada instead or something. So we never got to go. But I was planning to take my daughter and introduce myself and her to him. So Lord willing, next time around, we'll do that. Uh, in any case, that's kind of the thinking behind it and why sometimes we have the guests that we do. We have a quick break to take. We're going to come back and we have a fun song to play for you as we wrap up things here. Um, thanks for listening in, by the way, 800-560-WFIL. If you want to give a quick call in, something you're thankful for, 800-560-WFIL. 
Uh, we'll go to break, and then we'll be back in just a second. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta! WFIL, KJ52 from his mostest wonderfulest time of the year CD that's called Outro slash Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. God bless you from the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries leads in prayer next. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.